From Singapore Community Radio, this is the Potluck Club, a show exploring stories of local creators, entrepreneurs, and the ideas they are cooking. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Hi, my name is Huiz, producer at SGCR. So welcome to the first episode of our, of our new show where we speak to various people who have started their own creative ventures. So um, I think we wanted to do this because honestly, we feel like there's a lot of things happening in Singapore. People doing crazy cool things or just like striking out on their own to build something purposeful and different. But sometimes we get lost along the way because, you know, we're too narrowed in by our own interests, whether it's arts, music, literature, for example. So... I think we wanted to do this show to really bring forward as diverse a plethora as possible of local creatives to shed light on what they've been doing and what has been happening around us. Um, so this week, we'll be chatting with the folks from Tell Your Children, um, a creative studio focusing on illustration and design. So they're probably a familiar name to both with quite an impressive portfolio of work with both local and international clients from Uniqlo, Tiger Beer, at Science Museum, New Balance and Suiwa. So it's really quite a range of things that they do. Um, I think m- many people probably know them from their mural work, um, but they also have quite an amazing repertoire of um, illustration, graphic design, branding and animation work. So they've also expanded into a lot of site projects such as Peak, their streetwear label, correct me if I'm wrong, um, By Appointment Only, which is a new retail experiment and a podcast Cosmic Children. So TYC started in 2014 with four friends from Tomasic Poly, but they have since grown with three new additions to the team. So today with me is Dion, one of four co-founders, and two latest babies in the team, Denise and JL, who are very nervous about this podcast. So hi guys, how's it going? Hi, we're good. Hello. Hello. JL, you can uncross your arms, you look so tense. Oh no, the aircon's very cool. Oh, do you want to turn on the aircon? It's okay. Okay. Do you guys want to introduce yourself a little bit, what you do at TYC? Hi, okay, my name is Dion. Um, I started TYC with three friends back in 2014, so um, the idea was basically to kind of like start a collective or a studio that, that works together instead of working against each other, because back then when we were coming out of um, Poly, the, the, it was really competitive in the illustration community, so we wanted to create a studio where friends could work together and do bigger projects. So that's how I got um, my ex-classmates, Russell, Lydia and Kevin, um, in at the end of 2013. And we kind of like launched the studio officially 2014. Mm. So um, this is what I do full-time for, since 2014. And on the side, I also do um, quite a few side projects like um, Death Threats and Stacking Stones, which is we can talk about more on another podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's basically me. So, who wants to go next? <laughs> hey, um, I'm Denise. I'm one of the creatives on TYC. Uh, I mostly manage most of the animation projects. And I am an illustrator. <laughs> Where do you come from? Oh, um, I graduated from Arts Design Media, uh, NTU. And before that, I was from School of Arts Singapore. Mm. JL? Okay, I'm JL and I'm the youngest. That's my personality, being the youngest. And then, um, I don't think it's a personality, but I that's guess. That's a personality trait. <laughs> uh, I came from Tomasic Poly, same as Dion and friends and my other bosses. <laughs> and then, um, 
yeah, I'm an illustrator and I also handle the animation work with Denise in UIC. Okay. So has visual arts always been something you guys knew you wanted to do from the start? Or do you guys explore different paths before starting TYC or before joining TYC, for example? Um, I think for me, it was definitely something that I knew from the start. So back then when I was in um, primary school, even secondary school, I was always drawing. So I always had my eyes set on on joining Tomasic Poly Visual com- mm. visual Communications because I heard that there was the best um, visual arts course. Mm. So I kind of like planned my whole O-level um subjects to fit that that course um, I also took art in secondary school so my dream was actually to be a tattoo artist oh I did not know that really yeah it was a, like it was, a, it was a secondary school dream but I kind of like it just died off after a while what happened why did you change your mind um, I think somewhere along the lines I realised that um, like to be really good at at tattooing you need to devote like that needs to be your life mm. you know and I didn't really want to I didn't really want to limit myself to that expression only mm-hmm. so I wanted to explore more things right, right. Yeah. so yeah I think for me it was always like doing something creative and something related to the visual arts has always been mm. yeah, from the start right. what about you guys? I mean it's pretty obvious since I went to SOTA at 13 years old right. but I think halfway through like I was like I don't think I can do art and I stopped the science because somehow when you're in an art school more people tell you that art is not a viable career. Oh, we did not school itself. Uh, yeah. Right. It was like this weird internal pressure. Okay. Then um, I think at the end of Sota, I was like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous. I love drawing too much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that, it was just art all the way for me. Mm. Kind of one track. Right. I think for me, I was always like into the art scene because ever since like when I was young, I just drew, and my mom would just. Like photos like those colouring books. <laughs> so cute. And then uh I took art O level and then ever since then I know that like it's the only thing I'm good at, so might as well just pursue it and make make something out of it. Mm. Oh, that's cool. I mean it's it's great that you guys are so like purpose driven, purpose driven. Like sort of know what you wanted to do from the start. So I don't think a lot of people have that idea. I mean, I don't know what I want to do yet, even now, 29 years old. But anyway, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Dion, you mentioned you started with four friends, right? Like, actually, how did you end up with Russell, Kevin, and Lydia? Um, I think it was like a... It was like a... It was almost like it was predestined. predestined mm-hmm. Because um, Russell used... I saw I used to be really, 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 really close to Russell in... Um, when we were in the same class in school because I think we were we had a similar interest so we were quite um, interested in like streetwear street fashion street culture and we actually wanted to start our like a streetwear label together mm. called um, it, was, it was called Thunder Eskimo so cute <laughs> so that was our, our project back then when, when we were in poly so the, the I mean the idea was always to work together so it was me and Russell um, that's where we, we started this this seed of the idea mm. and Lydia was like Lydia was like the best in the class mm. so she would be like the ones getting distinctions on the subjects and she like she was just um, super super spoil market so she was like hey so me and Russell like we need to get Lydia on board like we need we need a kick-ass team so we need Lydia so we met um, we met Lydia at, a, at, at like a mutual friend's birthday party mm. and I think it was, we had a few drinks then we were like hey why don't you you join us to do this thing together and she was like pretty down for it. Mm. Kevin was was kind of random because Kevin is actually two years our senior but he was he was for some reason staying back in school. 
This is where the predestined part came, comes yeah, in. Yeah, so he always jokes that, that he was waiting for us, basically. <laughs> so so he, he he's two years our senior. We only saw him like um, every now and then in class. But I always thought he, I always saw like I always thought of him as like a cool guy because mm. he used to spray, he used to do graffiti and everything. So I think it was just one random day when when I was when I was in the army. I was doing this army exercise, and I and I bumped into him at the at the training ground. So he was like a storeman. So I remember very vividly, like during OCS training, I had like camo on, and, and I was like, I was like holding my gun and walking like like down the this mouth like rocky terrain. Then he shot, he suddenly called my name like Dion. I said, like, hey. Yeah, I, I turned around and I saw him like he was a storeman, right? So he was sitting <laughs> by the by the drinks and everything, just chilling there. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, what are you doing here? Then we kind of like, caught up um, for a bit. And I was like, hey, you know what? Let, let's let's go to exhibitions together. Let's hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, on our weekends and everything. So that was kind of like how he got assimilated into the group because mm. back then Russell and Lita didn't know Kevin at all mm. yeah so it was kind of like through me so I kind of like brought everyone together in like a in like a talk and then we said I remember our first ever meeting was at Lita's house and and, and TYC always loved to bring this up because they remember very vividly that I showed them a Killer Whale documentary <laughs> <laughs> why? I, I, I think back then I was just very fascinated with Killer Whales okay. like they were really smart like how they hunt oh, this is a Dion thing <laughs> and whenever you meet him he has a new documentary and then he will just tell you the whole storyline yeah. <laughs> if we have time he will talk about mushrooms later but so <laughs> so um, I <laughs> now I lost my train of thought Killer yeah, so, so Killer Whales right so I was kind of like trying to explain to them how how um, cool Killer Whales were because they were like really smart at how they hunt for seals mm. So I think I kind of like force them to watch like <laughs> a documentary. I, I think Russell said it's because they work in the team. Yeah, yeah, like, I guess we try to you find... you were emphasising teamwork and you were having an emotional moment and all of them just sat there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, they, they remember that night quite vividly. Like okay. our first night together and we watched Killer Whale documentary. So you sold them on this idea of doing a collective <laughs> through this documentary. Yes, so oh. yeah, we need to, we need to give credit to mm. Killer Whales and their teamwork. Okay. So how has it been working with friends? Like what's has it been easy? What's the hardest part? Or um, do you find out things about them that you never actually wanted to know? <laughs> I don't know what I don't know, like I think for us we were we were really, really, really um I don't know, there was just like a very strange dynamic going on because we have a lot of friends asking us like, um, do you guys fight? Do you guys argue over things? And oh. you know when you think about it, we don't really do that. Like, um and we, we hang out quite a lot together, like we travel so so many places together. And I think it was just really born of like a, like a desire to to push the TYC brand out, mm. you know. So the like the brand was or the company was always at the was always at the, the the top of the list. It wasn't our egos or anything. Mm. So it was always just like a very nice dynamic of like, you want to do this, let's do this. If not, then fine, you know. So it was, it was very very organic. So mm. until now, I don't think we have any big disagreements. Oh. Yeah, it's always like. So it's, yeah, it's been quite, it's nice. quite good. Yeah. Hard to come by to your friends you can work with so closely and see every day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. I see you, <laughs> see Russell too much. <laughs> so would you say TYC has a distinctive style? Because I think you guys have evolved quite a bit over the last six to seven years, right? Yeah, it, I think that was something that we were trying to, we were trying to understand as well for like even ourselves because clients keep reaching out to us and asking for like the TYC style. Mm. And for us, we couldn't really like, I mean, we don't even, like wh- what kind of style are you referring to, you know? Mm-hmm. But because the thing is that back then, the artworks were created by by each one of us. Mm. Um, 
what I mean by that is like Russell will come up with a sketch and then Lydia will come up with the line work and then I'll come up with the colouring and so it's like collectively we're working on one piece so there wasn't really like and then we will be working on projects separately as well Mm. but for some reason when you put everything together like they still look cohesive Mm. so I don't really know like we're still trying to figure that out Um, like what's this TYC style that everyone talks about Mm. um and we're still trying to adapt as well, especially with, with Denise and JL. Like how, yeah, because yeah, they have so different um, visual styles. And I think maybe they can talk about like how hard is it to try yeah. to match. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, like, why do you guys decide to join TYC? And how hard was it when you joined to adapt to the style that is? Because it's quite, I think from the outside, it's quite, um, it's quite branded as TYC. When you look at it, you know it's TYC. So how has that process been for you guys? Difficult. <laughs> Um, I I think they love to make fun of me for this, but basically I didn't know TYC until I joined TYC. <laughs> yeah, it's and a thing because softer like softer and softer as I say that <laughs> in it's embarrassment. Like, it's like so we got Denise in twenty what twenty eighteen. Yeah, almost two years already, right? Yeah. No, more than two years. No, no, it's been two years. Two I started years? around August. And we got JL in twenty nineteen. Yeah. So like the the running joke is that. To join TYC, you you must not have heard of TYC before. Yeah. <laughs> because with Denise and JL, like, like we have a lot of people like applying to work at TYC, but we don't. I mean, we didn't really. Um, I mean, we did consider some, but but it didn't really work out. Mm. But the people that we reached out to are the people that actually came on board. Like, they had no idea what TYC was. Right. So then, why why did you guys apply to TYC? Like, what did you think it was? To be honest, right? Like, I only came to know Dion because he came to my design show and he took a picture of my my work and my booth. And he was like, my fave. He said, <laughs> I was like, who's this guy? A lot of my friends sending me, wow, Dion, Dionosaurus. They, he reposted your work. Then I was like, who? <laughs> so I just said, oh, okay, thanks, Dion. I uh, appreciate it. No, I didn't. Then he was like, what are you doing after the graduation? <laughs> then I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so you poached her in a way. I didn't even poach her. I mean, like, it was super casual. Like, I think that's how we really do things. Like, we don't really go through like the conventional route of like interviewing. So like for JL, I was at um, Thomasic Design School grad show. Just um, just wanted to take a peek, and I just love like JL's project. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like just took a screenshot and I just started it and just said like, oh, this is my favorite project so far. Mm-hmm. Because I think like compared to all the other projects, like her project had the most character. Mm-hmm. Like she had like song lyrics and she had like things that she liked. Like I I I think that's what personally I I enjoy and appreciate. Like, I like it when when you can see the person's like personality through it. Like as as opposed to like all the other um, projects they're designing for like corporate clients or whatever mm. so so I just took a picture and I said like oh this, this is my favourite work and to not later I think someone like she said that her friend sent her a screenshot so she DM'd me mm. so I was like oh cool like, are you doing anything like after school or do you just come by for a chat like, <laughs> okay so I think that's, that's how it happened who is this creep yeah it's like <laughs> this, this uncle DM yeah. is sliding into your DM <laughs> no she DM'd me but okay what but, are you doing after school okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, when you say it like that, mm-hmm, but, context, context. But um, but she did say that she saw she saw me walking around and she was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I thought he was like cool. some hype beast because wow. he was with Ben and uh. Ben had the jingle jangles on his <laughs> hands, <laughs> very. Yeah, and then she said she saw us and then she was like, "Who are these like hype beast uncles walking around?" <laughs> so yeah, oh, it all worked out. Like Denise, you just also fell into it. Uh yeah, I. I was going to do freelance because um, I came from a graphic design course and there wasn't a lot of drawing involved so I thought that I would just spend a few years 
freelancing as an illustrator and just get used to being an illustrator. And then my friend sent me this one. She's like, "Hey, join this." And then I looked at their Instagram. Very well done Instagram. And shout out Lydia. <laughs> shout out to Lydia. Um, I don't know. I just thought that their works looked really cool, and I don't think I've seen any other studio in Singapore doing what they've mm. done. And I thought like I wanted to do something like this. This is exactly what I wanted. Like you know, mm. to just draw. Mm. So, so how has it been since you joined? Like any surprising things that you go, oh my god, this is not what I signed up for. Or like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, let's go there now. Beyond that, jokes. Oh okay, yeah, I've heard some of those. Um, I remember you asking about style just now and the mm-hmm. TYC style. Yeah, I think that's been something that has been hard for for both of us, or maybe more for me uh, than Jialing. Cause I think the thing that I realize about them is that a lot of their interests. They somehow overlap, and mm. that influences what they what comes out of them. And they're very streetwear, very hip hop. They're very culture driven. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I think it's. I think it's just interesting to see that that all of them are almost on the same page when it comes to interest mm. and output. So I think coming from my more anime background. <laughs> It was like like a lot of my interests were very very different. So mm. Getting used to it is hard, mm. and still think I'm getting still, still having problems getting used to it. But mm. so like, how do you guys, I guess as the four founders, reconcile around that? Would you want to try to help them use their style in more of your work, or would you want to find like recalibrate into a new style of TYC? Right, like taking into account what. They, their interest is what their styles are like so like what's your general approach on that I think for us we're trying to do that for the longest time we're trying to incorporate it um, incorporate their style in and trying to um, involve them on projects where we could showcase their style even more mm. um, I actually want to say that they've really tried very hard to mm. understand like what I'm interested in and to see how like I can add to certain projects mm. yeah. yeah but I think for us it's like so a lot like this is something that not not a lot of people know behind like that goes behind the scenes, but we have a lot of like meetings, mm. like like just the four of us, just you know talking about like general direction, like talking about the company in general, like where do you want to take it, like and it's quite draining because it's, like super long meetings, like mm. just do, diving into like styles and everything. So um, for the longest time, I have kind of like taken more of the admin like business role, where Russell and Lydia were taking over like the whole creative direction about. Um, and the creative output of TYC so JL and Denise were kind of like under them they're trying to learn from them and Russell and Lee they were kind of like the art directors so we tried that for like quite a while but I think um, right now we after a, quite a long meeting previously we decided that we want to try a different approach where now Denise and JL would be kind of like under my direction and Russell and Lydia would focus more on the TYC creative output mm. because I think um when trying to involve Denise and JL style into the the TYC like like internal projects, like the the output gets a bit messy, mm. not to their fault, but it's just because we're trying to figure that out. So right now, I think it's we are, we have reached this point where we wanna focus yeah their yeah, skill set more like the commercial side, like doing commercial projects, whereas Russell and Lydia handles the more um, internal creative projects. Mm. So that's something that we kind of like just started. So like Denise and Jo has been in a lot of client calls with me. <laughs> so I've officially 
Become their nanny. Assume yeah. the director position. <laughs> Father. Taken their, like, taken them more because previously when they were working under Lydia and Russell, like, I didn't really have much contact with them mm. because you know everything I would just tell Russell and Lydia and they would kind of like, pump it down to Denise and JL. But right now it's like we're trying to come up with a more efficient system where I I communicate with them directly and vice versa. And the things that we talk about now we don't need to involve Russell and Lydia. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's. Uh, I guess I hope it's a lot easier now. Mm. But we just kind of like started last week, so mm. I don't know. <laughs> test run, test run. So would you say? Because I guess you guys really started off wanting to be the creators of the work, right? Like artists of the work itself, right? So mm. how has the process of moving from that to actually managing people, you know, actually growing to to have to bring people into your team, get them acclimatized to your culture, think of a way that works for everybody? How has that process been? Because I, I know not a lot of creatives have very excited about the idea of business building or even you know team building in that sense so how has that been man? I think for us it's been really really organic in a sense that I think we, we do have like we have been quite blessed to get the really like good people on board like not just in skill set but like character mm. and like just personality you all should, should see their faces now <laughs> blushing but um, I think for us it was we, we definitely had to grow into the role so I think um, for sure like Russell and Lydia they I think it was a, a bit more difficult for them to try to let go of the creative work and pass it over to 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 the NGL because that's normal for every creative. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why it's like you just vision. want it like, because yeah. it's like you know they have that vision in their mind, but but when they pass it down, then it might not turn out the same way. Mm. And then they are like, no, then it takes like more effort. That after they pass it back to me, they have to redo it. Mm. So it was. I definitely. I think it was definitely like it took quite a bit of adjustment for I guess leader in general as well. Um, yeah, but I think right now with this new system, I don't think it would be that much of a hassle. But even when that was going on, it was like good that we don't work and like, oh, you're my boss, you're my colleague. It was. I feel like personally, like it's more like friends. So there was that respect of like, oh, you don't mind if I change something, right? Mm. And you're just like, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That, like, so there's that something that Russell <laughs> and Lydia also like, they are like super conscious of. Um, yeah, like Lydia's like. On, uh, I mean on the on, on our own chat like w- would you all be okay if I change this or what you know because it's like super creative <laughs> like super like artistic creative right and I'm like yeah man just change it lah like don't care lah <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just tell her that you're changing it so I I, I think for them it, it definitely took a bit of adjustment mm. which they've gotten like much better at um, yeah but that's why we come up with this new arrangement I, I think I'm just like quite touched that they care a lot mm. about our artistic development and our like our own style instead of just being like oh the clients say they want this style like just do that style mm. yeah I think it's touching oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's quite nice because I guess in a way you, you probably also need to figure out a sustainable way of growing the team right because you can't expect everyone to adapt to that style you have to think about what is that bigger TYC brand beyond the four of you so yeah that's quite interesting to know so actually for the two of you uh, Denise and JL like what's the most memorable project that you've done so far since you've joined that's a very hard question or like one that you go oh my god this is so cool like I really I really enjoyed it (laughs) whether it's commercial or um, personal work or no 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 as in internal work yes I think for me it's the Juchet mural with the lady and the child (laughs) It's just amazing that like from uh from someone who just wanted to draw right suddenly I get to have something I worked on on a huge building in the middle of Singapore so that was cool. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this. How do you pronounce this? 
Huarachi. Yeah, um, we did this Nike Huarachi mm. project. <laughs> I think I, I think it was one of the first few projects that I actually did when I came on the TIC. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was cool that we were actively producing our own content and collaborate. We collaborated with Genesis on this, mm. so they handled the animation and then did the styling and art direction and the characters. Yeah, I just thought like this whole like collaborative effort of putting out something that they were interested in and that they loved, and to make it into an art visual product. I, mm. I thought I thought I liked that a lot. You guys also did that PSA during Circuit Breaker, mm. right? Yeah. Actually, I realized that you guys have evolved a lot, and whether it's your style, your medium, or things you do to sort of stay relevant, both to brands and to Gen Z, right? <laughs> Loosely speaking. So, how do you decide what's next? We haven't gone on TikTok yet. <laughs> I, thought, I thought JL tried to get you guys on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Hey JL, well, how's our TikTok going along? Um, you have one video <laughs> <laughs> under my account. <laughs> I don't think that counts. Is TikTok the next thing for you guys? I don't know, man. JL's our TikTok queen. I, don't, I have no idea how to use it. I'm not even a TikToker. <laughs> I just scroll TikTok. That's, that's what they call it, TikToker. TikToker, is that it? Yeah, TikToker. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, I learned something new. Today um, I learned. Wait, what's the first question? How do you decide what's next? How, how do you decide do you what you're going to do next? I think a lot of it is looking at trends. Yeah, but I, I, I don't even think we, we keep thinking about it. Yeah, know? it's not that we want to be like, oh, the up and coming one mm. and like the latest. It's just like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> Can yeah. we do it too? I feel like you guys have a mix of... Um, like maybe maybe you watch the trend a bit, but I mean it's inevitable. Like we live in a society, but on the other hand, you guys usually have something that you're always a bit interested in, and you always put it on your back end. Like for example, be like, oh, 3D, but not just 3D, 3D combined with 2D. Mm-hmm. And then when an idea comes out, you guys will be like, oh, do you think we can try this thing we've always wanted to try? Yeah, that, that's something I've noticed. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, like yeah. like <laughs> basically, you you guys are always absorbing. You're just waiting for the chance to release that absorb. Mm, I think like um, what is trendy is also one of the things that we don't we don't really wanna be too much. Like we don't wanna jump on the bandwagon too much. So if everyone's doing something, we tend to like oh, it's been done. We don't really wanna do that anymore. Mm. So I think like it's always about an idea that we have, and then it's like okay, like how does this compare with what is what everyone else is putting out? Mm. You know, and if it, and if it's like not too oversaturated if it's something that we can can find a good reason to do it then we just do it has there been any experimentation that failed or didn't work experimentation meaning like a like something you guys try to do but it just didn't work out the way you wanted to or you realise it's actually a very off TYC brand yeah I'm pretty sure there are a lot <laughs> spiel spiel Discord. Discord. Okay, let's talk about Discord. Discord. Oh yeah, I guess like Discord is, is, is a platform that we, we we were trying to explore for the longest time. Yeah. So I mean, um, the Discord idea was basically when when Singapore entered its circuit breaker um, period, and um, everyone was staying home, right? Like like nobody could go out. So we wanted to explore doing um, using Discord as like a creative community platform to try to you know just share resources, share like. Um, just inspirations and everything so we kind of launched I think when, when? in April just when um, that's in April right I think mm. we launched in April and we were pushing quite hard for it you know so we are like pushing like on our Instagram which is our biggest platform so far like pushing um, just 
talks on Discord, so hosting talks with like other creatives on Discord and getting people to join. So I think Discord, Discord isn't really like a, <laughs> isn't really like a platform that many people use outside of gaming. Mm. And I'm sure there are like in, like overseas, but in Singapore, like it's most yeah new. most people use it for for gaming. So right now we have about like 200 members, which is actually quite a lot. Like. Or like a platform that is so new, um, and it's mostly made up of like creatives or people interested in the creative scene. But what we've realized is that the engagement isn't really there because um, not many people use Discord. Mm. So we have it's a, a conscious effort yeah, for them to launch that. Right? So when we when we have an event or we have a talk, then you know people like sign up for an account, they join in just for the talk. But then if you have nothing going on, they don't really log in. Mm. You know, even though that even though um, the four of us or like the whole TYC team, we are constantly like engaging there. Like people don't really come onto that platform. So we're trying to figure it out like um, by launching more creative competitions, like mm. launching more um, events or launching more like just even playing games, you know, you don't have to be like mm. like super creative. A you know, scribble we can, game. Yeah, we just play a scribble <laughs> game or I think the idea is just to kinda like like just have that one channel to that they can reach you directly. So we're gonna have this thing also where we where we have like hangouts. Like mm. we just come out like okay, you know, every every Thursday afternoon we're just gonna hang out in Discord. You you can come in and talk to us. That's mm. it. So we're just trying to explore like how we can utilize the the platform even more. Yeah. But it was definitely not what we expected like, because I think on a given day it's like fifteen people online and hundred and 70 people offline But at least that's 15 <laughs> yeah, But, but the like thing <laughs> is Even when they are online right, It doesn't mean They're online On your channel mm. Surfing Yeah like they're probably Playing games just or something Leaving it in the background mm. Yeah Yeah so right, right. Yeah we're trying To figure that out right. Why Discord? I, I think they there. wanted To like create a community mm. Right Where yeah. they can share From like Artists Yeah Discord was definitely A good platform like, If mm. everyone If everyone that That is On our Discord actively engages you'll be very vibrant you'll be like mm. super super um, engaging and everything but right now it's just that how do we change consumers behaviour to use Discord mm, yeah, why are we using Discord why, why are we helping Discord Discord <laughs> should pay us yeah. <laughs> hey Discord if you're listening you should pay us to, <laughs> to get people in right right so okay beyond that that weekly thing because I, I know that when I first started on Discord it was super active right like everyone was yeah. asking you guys about portfolio advice um, talking about random things in the design of photography, um, everything, everything. There was just a lot of interaction, so it just suddenly died off. Fatigue, lah. I think maybe it's fatigue, and maybe like once the restrictions ended, mm. I think people could go out. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. You don't need online friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I don't know. Like maybe the younger ones can share. Like um, they're passing notes. They're <laughs> passing notes. <laughs> I, I've hardly gone out, but I, I have noticed that. The amount of digital platforms like during the first circuit breakup, a lot of people were doing stuff like on Twitch, on stream, mm. IG Live. I I didn't notice that there was a huge drop after yeah. the first few circuit breakers ended. We also see we also saw the same pattern as well. Yeah, but anyway, so so TYC has a lot of these side projects, right? Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, there's Peak, which is a streetwear brand. Mm. By appointment only, which is this retail space at the front of your studio. Mm. And then there's all this Discord, Cosmic Children, all this stuff. Like how how does that work out in the TYC universe? Because it's a lot of things you guys are doing. Yeah, that's true. That's something that we're trying to figure out as well. <laughs> because like, I think for us, what we try to do is that we try to give like each one of us um, like a project that they can take 
full responsibility for. Mm. So for Cosmic Children, um, the pod, our TYC podcast is totally run by Kevin. Mm. So Kevin is the one spearheading it. He's the one like um, organizing everything. Like Russell, Lydia, and I, we don't really contribute as much. I mean, besides doing the graphics and and pushing it out uh, and listening. Um, but but that's Kevin's thing. Mm. And for by appointment only, it's Lydia's thing. Mm. So Lydia is like spearheading it. She's the one that coming out with the branding. The like um, the marketing for it, mm, like getting yeah, yeah, curating the goods in it, and for pick is Russell's thing. Mm. You know, Russell's thing is like um, doing a streetwear label, and and the plan for pick was really to 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 try to come up with a brand that isn't that closely associated with TYC. Mm. So you don't, re- I mean, I guess now that we've said it on this podcast, no, I guess now, yeah. <laughs> but the idea was kind of like to 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 let people discover that on, by themselves. Like, oh, like pick is done by TYC. That's cool. Right. Uh, yeah, because we, we saw that like the streetwear um, scene in Singapore is really it's really quite uh, what's the word for it? Stagnant. What's worse than stagnant? Dead. Frozen. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's it's, it's it's just dead lah because mm. like there's there's no new originality and everything. I feel, like we feel. Really, like I feel I feel like it's such a small circle that you can get it go. Yeah, that's why. And and back then, I guess I don't know now, but. But like just a few years ago, a lot of streetwear brands were harping on the whole like support local and mm. like the whole support local trend. And it got to a point where I'm like, you know, you should be kind of like letting your design speak for itself as opposed to like trying to get like people to support you just because you're local. Like, Oof, bars. <laughs> yeah, so so I think pick or something like that. But we never, we haven't really had like a lot of time or resources to develop it more mm. because we are so swamped with other stuff. Mm. But yeah, pick is Russell's thing. Mm. So I guess these three things were kind of like the re- like our own side pet projects that we're passionate about. Right. So uh, will there be a future Denise or JL thing? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like we we'll all have our own. I think babies I was working time. on mine for a while. I, li- Lydia literally just texted me that day about like reviving it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So we wanna, we wanna. I mean, we even did like this whole like briefing where where we have different tiers to projects. Mm. So so um, for all this kind of like certain like SOPs so when you get a project you know um, SOP yeah like Denise and JL will have to go through Lydia and Russell and whatever you know so there's this like all these like systems in place right but then for this kind of special projects they have full autonomy to do whatever they want Mm. so these are like the oh we we called it class S (laughs) like class special like the Mercedes like our class S class S class like the special class that's where it came from technical reference yeah we just call it like project S class so that you can where the person in charge can do everything anything he wants or she wants Mm. and then just like report back like in terms of the like um, resources or like the the spending Mm. I think that's that's what makes like PRC even more like heartwarming for me because they are willing to like pay for all the expenses on what I want to do mm. you know it's something that they like offered I think it just shows that their investment in really as in like you know when people Pure say like art. we're very invested <laughs> in the community of like mm. the visual arts community in Singapore it's like, really not like oh you better make us money back yeah. like, oh, you better pay us money like, back <laughs> <laughs> wow I was about to say you guys want to talk back <laughs> to copyright my ideas Stella <laughs> <laughs> IP Right. Actually, yeah. So, so on the idea of community building, because I think beyond Discord, you guys also did this open studios for a while, right? On IG, where you feature other creatives. I know two of you were featured on there. You also featured like Kradi and yeah. Island Boys Collective. So, I've realized that community building is quite a big thing for TYC. Mm-hmm. So, why? Why is community building such a big thing for you guys? 
Um, I don't know. I think like. <laughs> jump in, jump in. <laughs> I think because they are really very like as Denise and I said, they are very cultural driven. Mm. And if you talk to Leon, Russell, Lydia, or Kevin, they all have their own things where they like very feel very passionate about. Like even if it's just an animation, they're like, oh look at that art, that <laughs> that framing, like is the little thing. So they they want to build a community of people who appreciate all the things that the normal society would just turn the blind eye to like oh that's the final product but yeah they're mm. just more artsy fartsy so Dion's also in the school now oh my mic Dion's in the school now right that's cool at Jung Prof I mean at Jung lecture yeah I'm doing like a small stint but next week is my last week Aww. shout out to Dion's Students. Kids. TD01. <laughs> <laughs> wow. TD01. <laughs> Haven't heard that in a while. But yeah. yeah, I don't know why. Like, I think community has always been a big part um, of what we do, even though we don't really, we don't actively try to do that. It's just that certain projects come and we're like, okay, how do we get as many um, people who are interested, like involved as possible? So I think we did like this whole photo walk back in 2017 we did like this we got our good friend like Anton like mm. um, Instagram is Mellowed High to do like a a photo walk around like MBS and just shooting back then when like the street photography scene was, was like super 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 vibrant mm. so we I don't know it's like community has always been a thing do you think it's because when you guys started out you were helped out a lot with within the community itself yeah, I guess like, so. And then because of that, like from there, you, you've always seen that community is important. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't I know, it's like a very sub. I feel like my generation doesn't have this though. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how, what's the general reception? Very like, or the now, now the different. Generation? So I, I feel very stuck in between because I feel like I'm in the generation where I literally just graduated last year. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's very against. It's not like competition where you want to bring each other down, but it's like each man for themselves mm. kind of thing. You can get what job you 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 get that, and it proves how how well you do. But not much of like oh let's collab and all that. Not much of that. Very rare. Yeah. Why do you think that's so? I think because we are brought up in like marks and grades mm. from like design, and then like a lot of the trend stuff. As we were in school, a lot of like people like bursting out and like, oh, now I'm like big. <laughs> how how do I put it? <laughs> you've made it. You've yeah, done you've, something I've cool. I've made it. Yeah, and it became more like, uh, if I've got that job, then it means that maybe I can do it better. But I I think that's why community is important to be like supporting yourselves. Yeah. So is there anything you think TYC can do to? help reach that generation yeah which I think they are already by like doing like open studios and all that showing that you do support like um, even the, the smallest artists mm. but you recognise them for their talent not for their rap or like their name yeah, yeah I think for us that's definitely like one of the one of the things that are quite that's quite innate in all of us like we really don't give a like or we really don't care about the like your outward appearance or mm. or yeah I think we just we just kind of like want to see the person for who they are and like you know that work that they do and whether they are like whether they have good vibes with them you know and I think it's just about like working with the right people mm. like we really don't care if you have like how many followers on Instagram that's really like something that we just think about 
But it is something that a lot of creatives get sucked mm. into the black hole of reputation. Um, I I was gonna say I think <laughs> I never knew that collaboration was that easy until I joined TYC, mm. and I just saw them collaborating everywhere, and I was like, how come how come we don't do it with our friends more often? But it's true though, like in Singapore, you don't generally talk about collaborations a lot. Because, I mean, what I've heard mostly from a lot of creatives is that the pie is very small, the money is very small, so if you have to split Probably. it multiple ways, it doesn't make sense. But yeah, it's true that like, you guys do a lot of collaborations, even if you have personal projects as well, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if it's a, personal, like, it's a personality thing. Mm. Like for me, like I always want to involve people or get people that are better at me better than me to do like to work on things together and I think that kind of like spills over to TYC as well you know we, we work with friends or we work with um, like we have a collab coming up with unusual felines mm. like um, this guy who sells like super super good craft craft person so we are, ro- we are launching like a limited collection of like handmade bags you know and something that we don't do but it's just something that cool that we thought would be fun to do but it's not like we are thinking oh let's build community doing this it's not I think it's more of just like it just feels right mm. like things that, that just kind of like fit and feels right mm. maybe yeah. it's just the idea that you can't do everything on your own yeah like like you were saying like unusual felines it's something that is obviously yeah. really good at, and if you get if you get um someone else with a different skill set with you like at the end of the day I think everyone really benefits rather than compete mm. yeah Exactly, because it's like through collaboration, that's when you sort of expand out of your scope, right? Like you don't just do visual arts, mm. you actually go into um, apparel or like bags and animation with a 3D person. So, yeah, Gen Z, collaborate more. No, I think it's just about, <laughs> okay, I, I guess the, I, it just about, it's, it's just about being open-minded, I feel. You know, just being open-minded. To it's has have, having the humility to be like, oh mm. yeah, I'm, I'm not... <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. I'm not as good as I think I am and like maybe like what Dion say, go to someone who is better than you. That is how you get better because you learn, mm. I guess. Growth mindset. Yeah, growth mindset. <laughs> Beginner's mind. Yeah, so actually on that front, right? Because you know recently there's been all this social issues that's been bubbling up, whether it's BLM, whether it's racial um diversity in Singapore, representation in Singapore or just the elections and all of it. So what place do you guys think TYC can play in terms of helping to get the social messages across? Because I think design actually comes in quite uh, an interesting way of making it a bit more palatable, uh, making it a bit more relatable to people as well. So like, what's TYC's stand on that? Um, I, think, like, I think it's really interesting that you brought it up because with all like the recent um, the recent hype before these social issues right mm. like I think that that brought up something among me particularly mm. because um, I think Ru- I think it started when Russell was suggesting to share something on TYC's Instagram mm. um, I think it was that that black square thing um, with, no. with BLM <laughs> oh. it, was, it, was, it was that so and Lydia like Lydia objected to it quite strongly mm. because she said like like TYC is a company you know you shouldn't really involve your personal stand on this even and, and that kind of like made me think a bit like it's true that that we are all. I mean, individually, we are, we all have our values and we all have have things that we stand up for, mm. and we, there's things that we we definitely actively share. Like um, back then, uh, when the elections was happening, I was uh, actively sharing all about like the Singapore elections as well. Mm. But it kind of like made me realize that we need to properly define where the company stands and 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 where it's it's um, where that 
where the line separates between our own personal stance and the company stance. So that that, that kind of like start, started a conversation between the four of us as well. Mm. Uh, me, Russell, Lydia, Kevin. So um, because it, the thing is that if we stand up for for one thing, then where do we stop? Like we'll be constantly be on the social activist. Yeah, you know, just how far do we go? You know. So mm. I think um, from this whole um, from this whole period, what we are doing is that we're trying to come up with company like values mm. like company personnel like things that we want to stand for things we want to because we don't we didn't really have that before like we were all just using our individual platforms to to share um, but I guess right now what we're trying to do that we are we're in the process of mm. is trying to define what what are the issues that, that we can get involved in and everything so like a lot of things that we, we do is not really um, actively shown mm. like for we are, we are doing a collab um, coming up with a F&B company where we where the proceeds will be donated to food bank, nice. you know. So that's like still some some of the small things we were doing, but we, I think, for us to to kind of like um, be more efficient in this area, we need to really properly define like where where we stand. So I think that's something that we are working on. Uh. That's that's something that we realize that we are lacking. Mm. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's heartening because I think a lot of audience companies love. Yeah, companies kind of jump on the bandwagon when they feel it's right to say certain things. But I think the way that you guys are trying to go to the core of what you stand for and mm. really make um, a commitment to it from yeah. here onwards is, is quite refreshing like, in a way because yeah. it's not just you feeling like you need to make a statement because that's what everybody talks about or that's yeah. what's going to make you relevant. So I think I think that was something that... So we had a collection, uh, like a collaboration with, with our friends from Island Boys mm. um, and, and what they felt very strongly was to was to sell the sell the collection and raise funds for for BLM, but um, on TYC's on TYC's end, we are like there's so many other like issues at home mm. that we should try to actively yeah. solve first, you know. So we so while they were trying to like um, push for for us to to donate to BLM, we are like I, I think we should start from home first, mm. you know. So that's something that we we are also trying to figure out and have conversations about. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, because actually JL, I saw, kind of stalked you a little bit because you, you did that Nurses Day thing for Making Meaning, right? So like, want to tell us a bit more about that? <laughs> oh, that was really just like me being, having like spare time on my like schedule because of CP mm. and like um, in between projects of from like TYC and like my own freelance projects, I do have spare time. And a lot of times, this kind of like volunteer projects where like it's for charity or like for in my case IMH they don't really demand much mm. they just need someone to help them get the job along faster and easier because they don't specialize in these and they themselves are like volunteers planning the being mm. in the planning community so I think if like if I could I, I, I should mm. yeah yeah it's nice mm. it was a good like time for me to be like oh I just feel like drawing this why not mm. it'll be put to use yeah that's nice so is there any plans to expand TYC beyond Singapore uh, I mean you guys do a bit of international projects right now yeah, yeah. I think definitely like, it's always the it's always been the in the pipeline but we just have to feel secure first I think like when we when we have because right now I think like even this new thing that we are developing with, with Denise and JL being directly under me, like just all these systems they were trying to um, test run and and, and make um, make smooth, mm. you know. So I think like we're not definitely like if an overseas company wanna 
take us in right now. I don't I don't think that we are ready. And that's why I feel like everything is on time. Um, when it when it comes, it'll come. Mm. Yeah, but I think we just got to focus on getting like the studio at it, at its full productivity. Mm. Yeah, and that's what we are kind of like focused on right now. Mm. And actually, okay, the question that you get asked a lot, like how has COVID affected you guys? Both on uh, yeah. TYC front and personally, because I think there's a lot of adjustments you have to make. Um, whether it's working from home, whether it's uh, trying to get more freelance projects to make up for lesser, you know, commercial projects, for example. Um, I think for me, it's just yeah. Um, I mean, it will affect on like how much projects you get. But I think I got lucky because like a lot of connections where like they they retrenched people, so they needed like immediate uh, work to be done. So they don't didn't mind me didn't mind paying me as much as I asked for. So I think whatever happened at the first part of CB like lasted me till now. So mm-hmm. I got lucky for me personally. Yeah. Um, I took the time to rest. It's important. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I know that yeah like what Jiao said that um because of money issues right now and COVID in general, a lot of people instead of going to studios they went to freelancers. So there were freelance jobs. Mm. Yeah, I I mostly took the time to rest, mm. just draw for myself. I haven't done that in a long while. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I think a big part of COVID is that a lot of like artists and creatives started like drawing things that they wanted to draw in the first place instead of just being like working for a company. Mm. And like I feel that that came out a lot from like Denise and I. Yeah, mm. I think it's a good time to step back from the rush. Would there be a future in TYC where they get to dedicate time to do those things? But like 80% goes to commercial world, 20% goes to do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know, like the balance. Will you introduce that balance into a new rhythm moving forward? Or Yeah, I think I think for us, what we try to do is that we try to have a ratio to like the amount of commercial projects we do. But I think like COVID kind of like just like screwed all those plans up. <laughs> Like we actually had a had a meeting before this whole COVID happened. Like we said, okay, for this year we're gonna like segment how much into like um, our own personal projects, how much to these like commercial projects. But yeah, when COVID happened, it was more of like how do we survive, you know? So like, I mean, I I know like quite a few like of my friends' creative studios like closed down as well, and so many friends have been like um, lost their jobs or definitely had their income um, cut. So I think for us right now, it's like, how do we stay alive and how do we get past this year? You know. So I think right now it's really just survival of the fittest. Like if we can, if we can, if we can survive this year and we can get enough projects to last through, I feel like we can survive like anything. And I think once we have a stable, um, stable base, then that's where we can like move on from there. Mm. Yeah. Because right now it's more of like we are in like code rate and like how how do we how do we survive? <laughs> How long? How many more months can we do this? You know, yeah, yeah. there's no end in sight. <laughs> right now, I feel like we are about to confirm some big projects. So mm. hopefully, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the yeah. But then the adjustment back to like being in like full force of like oh doing work, produce yeah, work yeah, yeah. is very different. Yeah. So definitely, I think like there has there will definitely be more be adjustments like in the way we work in the way that we take on projects. I think right now like this whole period has shown that we need to take care of ourselves a bit more like we shouldn't be rushing like it's not just like this corporate cognitive machine right it's just about like churning work but it's more about like how can we do it and take care of ourselves 
at the same time and not burn up burn ourselves out. Mm. Yeah. So barring everything like the six, seven years of experience in the studio and you guys who joined for like the last one and two years, right? What advice would you give to people who want to start their own studio or people who want to become who want to join the studio? Like, what would you say to them? Don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go study banking. <laughs> Don't, don't add to our competition. <laughs> don't be non-essential workers. Uh, I think just like draw for the sake of yourself and not for like rap or like cloud or whatever. Personally, I was very like into that maybe the last year mm. and it really changed the way like how I decide what I want to put out and like the quality of my work was just not me. Mm. It was just a sad time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you attract what you put out and basically what what you're interested in it if it shows true in your work then at the end of the day that's what people will look mm. at you for will, or look for you yeah. mm. start studio is tough mm. <laughs> I would say like first get friends that you trust mm. I think that's, a, that's that's really the first thing because I have a lot of um, I've known a lot of friends who kind of like try and then they, they after a while they just get like money comes a thing or you know, just like, they just like um, just split ways so I think it's about like getting people with the same vision as you um, yeah and, and just just getting like good people because with, with good people on board like I feel like you can achieve like, anything it, anything right I mean even sticking stones right We'll plug that in <laughs> like, Yeah, it's just about like finding people with the same vision, with the same like um the same motivation. My yeah, that's yeah. like to hustle and, and try to try to make it work. Mm. Yeah. And and definitely like no egos now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, last few questions. Because we spoke a lot about um, how the four of them is they're, they're very culturally driven and you guys have very different interests, right? So what keeps you inspired every day like what do you look up for like any content that you you, you sort of frequently visit because we're in the spirit of sharing right like for you maybe anime for you maybe hip hop 90s hip hop gel whatever Pinterest, Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm very basic when it comes oh, to I love Pinterest <laughs> Pinterest is great it's the place where you should invest when all things go to shit because it will always stay positive there yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm actually a very very technical person. Mm. Like for me, art I approach it as something very technical rather than like idea driven. Actually, yeah. So what do you need to keep up to all the techniques and Pinterest? Pinterest. <laughs> all right, we gotta plug. No, <laughs> I, I I'm still making my way through the most basic anatomy book. Mm. Yeah, I, I I love like learning and relearning about drawing and to me that's the entire reason why I draw just drawing mm. yep. <laughs> I, I think I'm a nerd in that way la. yeah you always reference those movie stuff <laughs> I like I pick, I never liked the anime but after I got to know Denise then I started picking up on like okay, like yeah it looks quite cool mm. <laughs> Denise is like the uh, big sister Russell calls me a a weep. <laughs> yeah, and a weep. Just a nerd in general. At least not otaku. We have a lot of name callings. Yeah, we're otaku. <laughs> just a nerd in general with making art. Yeah. Mm. I think for me now, it's just a lot of like philosophy. Because I, I love listening to those like philosophical podcasts. 
And I, I want to find a way. I think that's what started my um like poly project, the one that Dion found me with. It's just breaking <laughs> down song song lyrics and mm-hmm. the actual meaning of it and like putting it into visuals because uh, that's what I like to do. And um yeah, so a lot of my Instagram drawings are like quotes and all that. Mm. But people might mistake it as I'm just trying to put like relatable quotes for people <laughs> to repost and get that clout. Maybe. <laughs> Jail's not. Let's make this clear. <laughs> what about you, Dion? The question was what inspires me? What do you read or consume in your yeah. normal time? You keep inspired. Keep inspired. The anywho. <laughs> <laughs> any <laughs> <laughs> GCR, any who podcast? GCR, any who podcast? <laughs> out weekly. Yeah, out weekly. The oh number third one is not out yet. It's coming out this week. Coming yes. Out this week. Okay. It's coming out this morning. Oh no, he has come out this morning. This morning. Let's just be serious. Come on down there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean. You can't think of an answer. No, I mean like because because I do listen to I like listening to podcasts when I'm driving. Like that's that's the thing because I realize that I can't listen to podcasts when I'm doing anything else than driving mm. because I. I think it's just the I don't know it's just how I consume like like audio stuff mm. like when I when I am like doing work I, I I can't be like the kind where I'm doing work and I have another screen playing a like you can't a multitask. I, it's like I can't not that I can't multitask but I feel like <laughs> I feel like I need to devote my full attention to something I get like and I always like like mix this like like pokes fun at me because I have this very strict like movie watching etiquette mm-hmm. like. You have to like be focused at all times. You cannot be like doing anything else. You know, you have to. Oh my pause. gosh, you're the person who keeps looking over to make sure like someone's paying attention. Yeah, because I'm like, no, you're, you're gonna miss that. You're gonna miss that that important part. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not capturing or you're not, you're not absorb absorbing like the full, the full experience of what the person that made this film wanted you to do. It, you know, mm-hmm. so I think I put a lot of like emphasis on like doing on, one thing at a time. Yeah, and also like artistic output. Mm-hmm. You know, like. If I don't like a song, I still wanna like listen to the full song first, mm. so I can hear like how it was meant to be mm. before I pass any judgment on it. Mm. You know, that's how I, that's, I think that's how I consume things. So I I cannot do like I think back then when I don't I don't know like how the was doing like watching Game of Thrones and like doing her work. I'm like what you're missing all but, these parts. But you, you know? judge 1975 halfway into it. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, true, true. Yon's very dedicated in that <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite critical in that sense. But but um, yeah, I mean, so I, I I like listening to podcasts. I mean, the the one I listened recently was um, Into the Well, um, that featured Kao Eng from Brain Dead, um, talking about talking about the company and how he started. Um, and I yeah, I listened to the both Anywho podcast when I'm driving. It was quite entertaining. Um, so I listen to podcasts when I'm driving. I listen to Cosmic Children. Cosmic yeah, I mean that for podcasts. And I mean recently we over the National Day weekend, I watched like a few local films. Mm. Like um, twelve story. I watched twelve story. Watched me Pope Man. Twelve story. Yeah. So I think I think it's just about, and and I I find it hard to watch films nowadays because I'm just so like busy. I don't really have time to do anything. Mm. Um, but I think what inspires me or keeps me going the most is just being productive. <laughs> you know. So I just need to do things. I need to like get things out of the way. Mm. There's so many like, there's always something to do. I think for me, I've never been in a period where there's nothing for me to do. Mm. You know, so I think it's just about like checking things off, making things moving, like making sure that all the other aspects of my life are moving. Mm. And I think that's, that's pretty much it. Oh. I don't draw as much as I used to. Mm. Yeah. What a productive thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have time for creative exploration, so I leave that to Russell and Didier <laughs> to like do, and I just kind of like handle like 
I'm just project managing and I'm just doing like, yeah, mm. all this kind of stuff. Cool. So we, beyond TYC, what are your personal projects coming up next? If you can share. I think I'll just, um, I'll, I'll start first. Um, I just realised that my answer to the previous question should have been stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the fact that I'm so into film, so into analysing every single film I watch, animation, I'm so into comics. It's For me, it's like how to tell a story, how do you visually tell a story. So like personal project-wise, I've been like writing this comic mm-hmm. for, very, for a very long time. And that's just always been on the back end for me. Uh, and I just have so many comic ideas that just coming up non-stop. And yeah, I just do it on the background. Mm. Yeah. QIC publication. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to push it. I, I think my comics are like time. too depressing. I don't think it works. Yeah, but these comics are depressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not very positive. It's okay. Yeah, but it's like, how do you tell the emotion? How do yeah, you Denise is very raw. Mm. How do you, yeah, I, I guess I'm like, Denise is Project Postman. Artsy. Project. I guess I'm like very artsy. <laughs> it's like personal stories. How do you... Mm. How do you get them to reach others? Mm. I do think we need a, a bit more diversity on beyond happy stories though. You know, to yeah. talk about the sad things in life, talk about mental illness, talk about things that people don't generally talk about because you mm. think people don't want to read it. But I think a lot of people want to read sad stories, <laughs> like sad music. Right? I want to read sad stories. Yeah. <laughs> do it, do it. Come on, Denise, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, if she were to do it with TYC, it's a bit awkward. Yeah. It's like, uh, so boss, I've been feeling depressed. <laughs> I don't oh know no. if this is relevant, but I was trying to look for uh, popular movies mm. that's told, like deep emotional movies that that's told from a perspective of a female. And mm. I couldn't go interrupt. I yeah, I, I watched that, but I couldn't find a lot. Like I think I think I had to stop watching movies because. For a moment, I was like, why have the past 20 movies mm. I watched, they're always from guys. Represented from men, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, if anyone has any movie recommendations... Yes, please, like please recommend DM. me. I am uneducated. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very different world. Like, you have to really consciously look up for it yeah. and and find that. Because I actually know a friend who dedicated one year just watching work from female directors, oh, female nice. writers and everything, and then another year just watching it from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. And... I think she's deduced that the their tone of voice and the way they tell stories are so different. Yeah. yeah, so it's actually quite an interesting exercise to do, but it's a dedication, uh, a year to just watch that. Yeah, I'll think of some when I send you. So. Yeah. yeah, but sign into DM if you know any. <laughs> what about you guys? I don't have any personal projects planned for now because very go with the flow. If I feel it, I'll do it. Yeah. Cool. Deep, aren't you deep dyeing your clothes? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's just because I have a lot of clothes ruined from silk screen painting. <laughs> yeah, oops. Tiyasi should sponsor her. Yeah, she's she's, she's deep dyeing all her clothes. I feel like Jialing is quite an ideal person, actually. What does that mean? In what like, sense? She, like, like she always has like new ideas and hands-on things to try. Not not just because of like the deep dye thing and everything, but even like your own um, handphone. What's this called? Handphone cover idea. Oh right. Uh, that. <laughs> she, she has ideas. Idea. She's an idea. <laughs> yeah. projects. So many. Mm. I guess right now we are working on, we are full blown into the documentary phase that we are planning. Um, so we have been, um, for the past few months we've been, at least me and we, we have been planning a documentary um, to launch that features the local creative scene. So um, the documentary kind of like covers 
the creative period from the early 90s to early 2000s mm. um, that yeah it's, just, it's basically this period where Singapore's creative scene was booming so um, the documentary really aims to feature like all these OG culture pioneers that kind of like help us do what we are able to do today you know so we realise that there's a disconnect between the the younger generation of creatives that don't really know like who came before them and they always are looking for inspiration overseas or on Pinterest or on Discord so what we want to do is that we just want to bridge that gap mm. so the documentary will, will feature like I think about like 30 to 40 um, profiles and, and from different industries so from graffiti from fashion from underground music from visual arts so we've been working quite hard on it and we are going to start filming tomorrow so yeah that's what we've been really really busy with um, on the side I'm also um, I've taken up adjunct lecturing but I'm going to be done next week as well um, restarting death threats right the yeah we, and we have done we've restarted death threats um, yeah and on the side I'm also working with my good friend Sabrina on streetwear distribution Yon's very productive. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's just too many things going on, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, last and final most important question to this podcast. If you were invited to a dinner party and it's a potluck, because it's a potluck club, <laughs> what would you bring? Potatoes. But like po- raw potatoes. <laughs> Whoa. Denise likes potatoes in any I love form of shape. Potatoes like way too much. I I I, I dream about them. Sometimes. Dream about potatoes. Yeah, I dream I was making a mashed potato oh. truffle. Yum. Yeah, I'll probably bring like um potato salad or mash. Classic. Probably bring mala Maggie. Oh, oh my god. Yes. Food. Oh, I'm so bad at food. <laughs> Mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I bring to a potluck. <laughs> we uh, uh, scrub. Um, what else? What, what would I do? What? How would we know? <laughs> I don't know. Beer? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The um, cop out beer. Um, he brings his vinyls. Mac <laughs> Spicy. No, but I mean, for us to share, why? You can't share Mac Spicy. You can buy a lot of Mac Spicies to share. Oh, that is super low effort. <laughs> <laughs> so, low effort would be beer. Or potato chips. Okay. Let me think. You're oh. the cop out guy. Um, I am the cop out guy. He's the lazy oh. guy. I'll be I bring the potato chips. No, I'll be, I'll be the guy that say like the text in the chat like what you guys need. Uh. <laughs> okay. Like I'll, I'll I'll get ice. You always need ice. See, he's the reliable father. Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't yeah. want to make decisions. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. Yeah, I can't. I can't do food. Like when we no, eat out, like he won't we, even bring. He'll just say, uh, where you all need to go? I drive you. <laughs> Yeah, when it comes to food, like Anna and Hui will decide my food choices. Yeah, but I don't. I don't even. <laughs> Strange. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. Do you guys have any last things to share? Any words of wisdoms, mantra, song lyrics, anime quotes, <laughs> hip hop lyrics, cash rules, everything around me. No, 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 not bad. You want a huge Wu Tang fan? Mm, let me think. You guys are first. Let me think. You don't have to even I need to end off with a one light with a I solid do, one light. I do have something that enlightened me recently. Thanks. Wait, let me get it out. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Everyone's just checking their, their phone, phone for okay, so now. recently I felt very bummed because like oh 
my cousins they're like in finance and banking I'm just an artist and all that but then I heard a podcast on philosophy this philosopher called Herbert Marcuse he said great works of art have the ability to deliver a message to people that normal speech just can't deliver on its own great works of art have the ability to make masses of people feel intensely and liberate them from the narrow subjectivity given to the people by the culture industry. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, so it made me feel better. Like, I am a part of... A a contributing member of society. Oh, that's really nice. Mm, That's nice. nice. Yeah. I found one. Dion refuses to be the next because Dion has to like, drop I need to end job. off. Okay, Denise, go first. I'm, I'm still okay. I'm I think so you're sorry. special. <laughs> I need to end off with this one-liner that I found. Oh, gosh. Can I say two things? Hey, sure. Oh. Always up for a bonus. So, one's an anime quote. Go for it. Um, uh, it's basically like trying to encourage a person on like Believing like whether you're talented or not, and the fact is that um, uh, instead of like comparing yourselves to everyone, like the fact is, talent is a thing that happens as long as you just keep going. So today can be the day that you make talent your own talent bloom, but that's your own decision. If you think it won't come, it will never come. And the other one is a f- the quote from David Hume. Oh no, sorry, Kathleen Murray. Whatever happened to beauty? A response to Dante. Um, it's about art, and um, it's something that was on my mind a lot since COVID happened. And you know, you feel so useless as an artist. Like everything's happening, and you don't, you don't do shit. Mm. Mm. Um, anyway, this quote is, um, Kathleen Murray. It may be insensitive at times to luxury in aesthetic comfort while human misery abounds. But the mesmerizing impact of beauty may, even in miserable conditions, rekindle our sensitivity. Wow. You guys are such, like, soft soul. <laughs> I shouldn't have waited to the end then. Yeah. <laughs> you just better be the epic. So. No, no, no. <laughs> now mine looks so lame. Let me guess. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clang. No, 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 no. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> That's really beautiful. It's, it's really just beautiful. a quote for... I mean, a shout-out to all the artists who find themselves useless. Mm. You are not useless. You're not. not. Nobody's useless. You're put in the world to do something and what you do is beautiful, so you're not useless. Which? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... You, mine is a saved meme. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll pass> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have so many memes in my phone that I keep seeing. So basically, okay, it's not really a meme. It's like a... It's like the... It's a picture of a panda... With a, with a dragon um, riding on it like a tiny dragon riding on, on the panda like it's walking through bamboo shoots so the quote is which is more important ask big panda the journey or the destination and the tiny dragon says the company Aww. <laughs> shout out to TYC <laughs> <laughs> right so it's not about like, you know, so you gross <laughs> I have to like scrape the cheese off my pores right because it's always like about like you know it's not the journey it's, the des- it's not the destination it's the journey but I think to me it's like it echoes what I feel it's like about the people that you do it with mm. yeah aww good part yeah. okay <laughs> awesome. too much kumbaya yeah. <laughs> thanks for sharing guys and I think that wraps up our chat with Tell Children it's been very fun so thanks again for listening to the Potluck Club we will come back again with a new group of people to speak to so stay tuned bye bye, bye. thanks everyone